Welcome into another edition of Home Run Throwback. I am Jimmy Morris, uh, joined tonight again by John Glennon. Bring John up here in just a sec. Before we do that, remind you that this podcast is brought to you by Broadway Sports Media. BroadwaySportsMedia.com is the website. Uh, so much good stuff going on there, a ton of content. Uh, I mean, I honestly believe the best content uh, about the Titans that you will find on the Internet. So check that out if you haven't already. Again, BroadwaySportsMedia.com. You can sign up for a free trial um, and then just kind of go from there. But like I said, you won't be disappointed with the amount of content and with the quality of content that we have. So check that out. All right, so tonight we'll be talking about the Titans' 31-30 to win over the Vikings in Minnesota. Um, not necessarily the prettiest win again, but 3-0. and for the first time since 2008, so you know you'll obviously take that. With that, we'll bring up John Glennon. John, how are you tonight? I am well, sir. How are you? I'm doing well. Also, uh, again, before we get started, you can follow me on Twitter at jmorrismcm. Follow John on Twitter at Glennon Sports. Uh, the Broadway Sports Media account is at Broadway TN. All right, so John, um, like I said, I mean they're three and zero, so you got to be happy about that. But it wasn't wasn't pretty. Um, was you know a little bit scary at times. Uh, still amazed a little bit at the fan base. I had a lot of people tweeting me telling me at halftime they were turning the game off. They were done, which <laughs> in years past you would understand that. You would think this team at this point has has earned a little bit uh, a little bit more faith than that. But you know we'll start with the defense. I mean we we talked last week about the questions on defense, and last week they were still missing a bunch of guys. This week they got the majority of those guys back. I mean, Adore Jackson's still not out there, but you had Vic Beasley out there, the guy that we had you know, kind of been waiting to see. And the result wasn't much different. So, I mean, at this point, do we need to be legitimately concerned about this defense? Yeah, I think so. Uh, um, as, as you say, still, you know, Adore Jackson is clearly uh, a big loss. You know, he's, he's the, probably the fastest of all the DBs, you know, he and, and rookie Christian Fulton. Um, and then certainly that, that speed or, or lack of speed, I think, showed up uh, today, uh, you know, against the rookie Justin Jefferson. But, you know, the, to me, the, the, I guess the, uh, the biggest and the first problem is this, uh, the run defense. Um, you know, we got some red flags uh, against Jacksonville uh, when the Titans gave up over 100 yards to, uh, to James Robinson, you know, undrafted free agent rookie who, you know, is as flashed, but is certainly not one of the elite running backs in the league at this stage. Uh, and then they did see one of the elite running backs this week, and it was not uh, not pretty. Gave up over 180 yards uh, to Dalvin Cook, and uh, you know, it's just not the kind of thing that can that can go on on a regular basis. And and overall, you know, this Minnesota offense was terrible last week. You know, Kirk Cousins had a, had a about a 15.9 quarterback rating through three picks, and they only scored 11 points. Uh, you know, and they, they looked like a great offense uh, against the Titans. So, yeah, I, I think there are legitimate reasons uh, to be concerned uh, at this point, Jimmy. What what uh, what do you what, what do you see as the as the biggest uh, issue on this defense right now? Yeah, I mean, like you said. You can't stop the run. That's obviously where most defenses want to start. I mean, things are obviously you know things are yeah. a little bit different in today's NFL. But still, and you made the point right before we started. If you can't force a team to to be one dimensional, then you've got problems. I mean, the, the Vikings were able to stay balanced all day. Um, they you know torched the Titans both ways. So that that's obviously an issue. 
do you think that we're seeing – I mean, obviously, you know, the Jarrell Casey trade, you understand it. You understand the – you know, it's better to ship a guy out a year too early than a year too late. I mean, all those things. Jeffrey Simmons is his replacement. I mean, all, all these things that we've heard. But I do think that you're seeing a little bit of his, of him missing up front there because they're not able to control a lot of scrimmage like they have in years past. And so I, I think that's showing up a little bit. And listen, Jeffrey Simmons was really good, especially you know at the end of the game today. I mean, he was a force out there. Got a what I thought was a ridiculous roughing the passer call. But I mean, on that last drive, he was in the backfield, you know, pretty much every play. So I mean, he he's been doing he's been doing well. I mean, you're you're pleased with with what you've seen from him so far. But it just seems like they they don't have enough in that front seven that is going to force teams to go away from the run. And listen. They're three zero. I mean, you you can't argue with that. But now you're getting to into a point in in the schedule where you're you're going to be facing some good teams, some teams that are really good running the ball. And if, if you can't stop those guys, you have to wonder how long they're going to be able to keep this up. Yeah, it's uh, again we talked about it earlier. I mean, would you rather be three and zero with a, a checklist of things that you need to work on, or zero and three? Well, well, clearly you'd rather be three and zero. Um, but when you kind of break down what the um, what the wins are right now, these are you know the, the Titans three wins have come against teams that are now one and eight overall, and those three wins uh, came by a grand total of six points. So you know uh, again, uh, the bottom line always comes back to three and zero. Oh, but you know I I think another thing um, that is a, a plus for the Titans right now is that, A, uh, as we said, not, not only are they winning games, um, you know, while, while not doing it pretty, um, but they're outscoring uh, other offenses, which is something they couldn't do, uh, you know, very often in the past. You know, if, if they didn't play well, they were, they were not going to score 30, 33, 31 points in a game, whereas you look at the last two weeks, they've had their share of problems, but when you score 33 and, and 31 points respectively, that's going to make up for a lot of problems. So it, it's really a um, uh, you know a boon to the Titans. It, it helps with the uh, with the margin of error certainly that um, the, their offense is so much more explosive than it has been uh, in the past that uh, they can, they can go toe to toe with some uh, some offenses and any and win. Even while their their defenses are uh, even while their defense is struggling, but um, you know that defense uh, is going to have to that ship needs to be righted here shortly. Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, you look at the combined record, you 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 kind of want to put that in the back of your mind. Uh, the guys, the teams they've played, and we've seen these teams in the past. I mean, there were absolutely Titans teams in the past that when they go into the locker room down seventeen nine at halftime, the game's over, right? I mean, they didn't have enough firepower and offense to come back even from something like that. That's not this team, so that that's definitely encouraging. But they're going to have to find some answers on some of these things, and I do think again. That you know today was the first game that you didn't see him very much. I mean, you didn't see him making an impact very much. I don't know how many snaps he played, but um, they didn't they didn't call his name on the broadcast very often today. Um, so you you hope that once you get kind of those pieces, at least the healthy pieces, we can even talk about right now that they have. Once that kind of comes together, once Clowney's got a couple of you know a little bit of football under his belt to get back in that in football shape and that kind of stuff, you hope that it will improve from there. Um, 
but the the secondary to me is a really big concern at this point. Like I said, Adoree's not out there. Malcolm Butler was not good early in this game. He made a couple of plays late, and that's kind of been the story of these first few games is the defense has looked really shaky at times, but then at the end of the game when they needed to come up with stops, they've been able to do it. So that's a little bit encouraging. But the secondary piece, I mean, I, I guess we can hope that Christian Fulton continues to improve. Uh, he had a sack today. Um, you know, kind of looked like, uh, kind of like vintage Logan Ryan there a little bit. Seeing twenty six mm-hmm. come off, you know, come come in and get a sack, so maybe they can start to use him in that kind of role. But I, I guess my my hope from that is that once they get these pieces together and and they kind of learn to play together and that kind of stuff, you'll see improvement. I mean, is that something that you think we can see? I think probably so, you know, because we have, yeah, we have to remember that, that Clowney, you know, neither Clowney nor Beasley had any, any training camp. Um, and Corey, excuse me, I think, um, Beasley, I believe only played about 15 snaps is what I saw, uh, I think today. So obviously still, you know, kind of getting his feet wet and, and can only contribute so much, uh, at this time. And then, uh, you know, in time, I think, you know, Christian Fulton will become the guy that covers, uh, those number one receivers, uh, like like we saw today with with the rookie Justin Jefferson, you know most of the damage that Jefferson did came against Malcolm Butler and and came against Jonathan Joseph uh, as well. I think ideally you'd like to have you know your your second round draft pick uh, cornerback going up uh, against the other teams' top receivers, but it's still early in Christian Fulton's career. He missed part of training camp with an injury. You know, he's still, I think, learning the, the bigger picture defensively at, at corner. Um, as this season progresses, you know, he's the guy with the athletic skills and the speed to cover some of those receivers better. So I, I think that should change in time. But uh, it, it really does need to change, um, you know, as, as we talk about the uh, the edge rushers uh, and the sacks. You know, one, one thing I thought was kind of interesting this team still doesn't have a single sack from, from many of the edge rushers. Um, you know, and that was certainly the Titans put an emphasis on wanting to get after the passer, increasing their sacks in the off season. And right now they only have uh, four sacks, one from Crawford, one from Vaccaro, one from Simmons and one from Fulton. Um, you know, and, and if, if it's, uh, you know, if the Titans are ringing up 20 sacks in the first three games and none of them are coming from the edge rushers, nobody cares. You know, it doesn't really matter where the sacks come from. But if you only got four in three games, then I think a finger kind of gets pointed at the at the guys who are making money, uh, who are getting paid to get after the quarterback. And, and you know, right now we're, we're still seeing not seeing enough from, from those guys. Is there any level of concern with the fact that, I mean, they don't have a defensive coordinator in name, right? And I think Vrabel this week, at least to a point, said that, you know, Shane Bowen is the one that's that's actually relaying the defensive call to the defense, right? I mean, we know that Vrabel's not doing that. But it seems like he is the, you know, de facto defensive coordinator. Um, we know that, I mean, obviously Mike Vrabel has made tremendous strides as a head coach, and I don't think any of us are concerned about his ability in that role at this point. But, you know, in his year as the defensive coordinator in Houston, they weren't good. Now, we, you have the injury caveat there. They were missing J.J. Watt. They were missing Whitney Merciless. They, they had, you know, quite a few injuries on that defense. But, you know, he, he's basically, it, at least it seems like, taken over once Dean Pease left. 
is there any level of concern that maybe that's, you know, I don't know if it's too much for him trying to be the head coach and doing all of that. Um, do you think we see any type of, sh- of shift in that, or do you think they're going to just keep that like it is and try to make it work? Yeah, it's going to be interesting to watch because, you know, in, in one way, you know, Mike Brable basically has tried to tell us that the system isn't all that different uh, from the past when, you know, he and Dean Pease might talk about a call and then the uh, then the call would be made. Dean Pease would, would relay a call out there. But, you know, I, I really get the sense that, Certainly, Dean Pease had had most of the input probably on the, on the play calling then, whereas I think you know probably the the reverse uh, is true now, just because of the experience level of Dean Pease versus Shane Bowen. I my, I suspect I don't know this for sure, but I think it'd be more Mike Vrabel's influence on the on the plays um, than it is Shane Bowen uh, at this point. And as you said, there there is that little bit of an elephant in the room about Mike Vrabel's one year. As defensive coordinator, um, it didn't go well. I think the Texans finished about 30th overall that that year, and and most of the blame I think does go on the number of of injuries that that went out. But still, you know, you you, you can't get around that number either. So you know, I I, I think uh, the hope for the Titans has to be that that the more Shane Bowen can kind of claim that role, and the less that that Mike Vrabel has to focus on that, and and can kind of focus more on, on you know, the, the CEO role, if you, if you will. Uh, I think the, uh, the better off the, uh, the Titans will be. Um, but uh, uh, I don't know. What, uh, what are your thoughts on, uh, on Shane Bowen so far, uh, uh, Jimmy? What, what, uh, what's your take on, on uh, you know, what we're seeing? Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. Obviously, I mean, this is the first year for for Bowen in this role, and he's obviously a guy that you know that Vrabel feels confident in. Um, and you know, they brought in Jim Hazlitt too, who's a guy that that, that has a lot of experience and, and so can weigh in on those types of things. But maybe it's just a growing pains deal. I mean, we saw the same thing early in the year last year with Arthur Smith. Um, and again, we can go back to you know Marcus Mariota and the struggles that he had, and and how much that was limiting what Arthur Smith can do, could do, and that was certainly true. But it seemed like it took Arthur Smith a few games to find his rhythm to to, to become the play caller that he was at the end of the year last year, and then early this year. So I mean, we have that example from last year. So you know maybe we can gain a little little bit of confidence there that hey, as these guys get settled into these roles. Um, you know, they'll, they'll figure it out and it'll get better. And again, like we've said, it's better to be having these questions at three and zero than zero and three. So they, they certainly have that going for them, but yeah, you hope to see some improvement in the next couple of weeks in the defense, because listen, as fun as it is to win games, 31 to 30, 33 to 30, you know, whatever it may be, that doesn't feel like a sustainable model for a successful NFL team. You know, that they're, they're going to face defenses that are, going to put up a little bit of resistance because, again, this Vikings defense, you know, and a Mike Zimmer defense, they're kind of living on reputation at this point because this defense, the, the Vikings defense this year has not been good. And um, right. they, you know, they, they've been ravaged by injuries as well. So you, you still a little bit have those concerns as we kind of shift to the offense that, you know, what's it going to look like when you get up against a team that is – against a good defense and if the Titans can't score 30 
are they going to be able to win? So, so we have those concerns a little bit. And, and listen, we're going we're gonna to get the answer to some of those questions next week against the Steelers, a team that's playing very well on defense, a team that's, that's playing very well overall. Um, that, that's going to be a, a really big test because everybody looks at the Texans and they're 0-3 and what's wrong with the Texans. But then you look at the fact they played the Chiefs, the Ravens, and the Steelers you know, versus the Titans playing the Broncos, the Jaguars, and the Vikings. I mean, it, it's certainly a different deal. So I think we'll get some of those answers as we move on into the season as they as they face some tougher defenses. But listen, the offense was was good again today. Um, they they did sputter at, at some points and they weren't as efficient once they got you know onto the the Viking side of the field as, as they have been. Some of those draw, drives we can't talk about red zone efficiency necessarily because they they kind of stalled right outside of the red zone. And, and you had to figure some of that was was going to even out over the course of time. Right, because, I mean, over the last, whatever, it, well, I can't remember what it was, six weeks or whatever of the season last year where they didn't kick a field goal, um, you know, that just that doesn't happen in the NFL. And, and you had to know that that, that wasn't going to be something they were going to be able to sustain. So, you know, you, you feel good about where the offense is, but at the same time, you're going to get a really big test next week against the Steelers who are far and away going to be the best team that they have faced defensively yet. Yeah, I, I agree. I think, you know, the, the stats that I keep seeing come up repeatedly with the Steelers are that they are the, the top blitzing team in the league, uh, the top uh, team when it gets to pressuring opposing quarterbacks. Um, just, uh, you know, this is a Steelers team and a defense that is really more, um, you know, kind of harkens back to some of the Steelers teams that we're more used to as opposed to maybe a couple that we've seen in recent years where the Steelers have been a little shaky. But I think they've kind of got their, their nastiness and their – their edge back a little bit and then certainly we, we know about uh, uh, Buffalo and what their defense is capable of uh, because you know the, the what the Bills have done um, to the Titans in, in a few years past here as well um, but yeah let's let's talk about the, the Titans offense here a little bit um, you know yeah again I thought it was it was good today and it continues to be good uh, despite the absence of uh, AJ Brown uh, missed his second straight game this week and, you know, one thing that had kind of concerned me uh, about his absence was that really he is the, the most probably consistent deep threat for the, for the Titans. I mean, not, not like, you know, 4-4 uh, speed, you know, 50-yard passes down the field, but, but if you're throwing, you know, 20-yard passes and that kind of thing, A.J. Brown is usually your guy for the Titans. But uh, even without him, the Titans got it done. Uh, on the deep front today, that's for sure. Um, you know, Ryan Tannehill hitting Khalif Raymond on a 61-yarder or so and another 42-yarder. Um, so they, that opened up. I, th- I think that finally opened up some, some running room for, uh, for Derrick Henry a little bit. And, uh, you know, Derrick Henry, we, we talk about him. You know, the guy, again, he's, uh, he's averaging over, over 100 yards a game. Uh, another good, strong game today, 119 yards, got better as the game went on. And you still, you're going, ah, what about that? What about that last year? You know, what about that guy that, that we all saw, you know, just steamrolling the league last year, still not quite there. And, and you know, the, 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 really the only difference now is we're, we're still missing some of those big breakaway, you know, 20 yarders, 25 yarders, uh, you know, and, and more for Derrick Henry, um, but, uh, again, I go back to the bottom line. Even when this team is, is struggling a little bit offensively, they still scored 33 points today, or scored 31 today, and, and 33 last week. So this is, uh, this is not, uh, 
this is not our father's uh, Titan team that we're watching, that's for sure. Absolutely, yeah. And like you said, when you're not getting those huge runs from Derrick Henry, it's good to see that they have an offense that can still sustain drives, can still get points. And, I mean, I thought even today – that there were a couple times where they went away from Henry a little bit too early. Like you could tell, you know, as you're getting into the, the late in the third quarter, into the fourth quarter, he was really starting to take over the game. Like we've seen him do so many times in the past. And I, I thought there were a few times where they should have continued to hand it to him. Um, it, like even that, that last drive, you know, he was getting big gains on first down and then they were, you know, throwing on second down. And listen, it, you you feel a little bit hypocritical from all the years where you're like, would you please throw the ball ever, you know, before third right. down, before it's third and seven. Um, that, that's that been the complaint about this team for so many years. And so it, it's weird to kind of go the other way. But it did seem like there were times late in that game where if they would have just continued to kind of lean on Henry, that he was about to break off one of those runs or at least continue to, to get five, eight, seven, you know, whatever it is to tire the defense down to get them in that spot. So, I don't know. I, I, like you said, I mean, we haven't seen the, the end of 2019 Derrick Henry yet, and the team's 3-0. They're scoring a bunch of points, so that certainly gives you confidence. But, I, I don't know, we'll have to see what they can do, again, once they face a, a better defense. But, I, I mean, overall, you have to be encouraged by what you saw today. And like you said, Cleef Raymond – kind of return to that role of the guy that, you know, runs down the field and they hit him with the big plays. They need that guy. That's what they've been lacking in years past. And like you said, especially with A.J. Brown out, you, you've got to find that from somewhere. And Raymond provided that for them today. So you're, you're certainly encouraged by that. And I don't know. I mean, overall, the passing game without A.J. Brown hasn't struggled as much as I thought that it would. So that's encouraging, especially with the report from Schefter. I don't know if it was today or yesterday that – the knee is not responding as favorably as they would like for it to. And so it could still be a couple of weeks before we see A.J. Brown on the field. Um, you, you feel better about the kind of the collection of, of weapons and that those guys can at least keep them afloat until he's able to come back. Yeah, I, I think we're seeing, you know, some, some step-ups right now. We're seeing Johnny Smith uh, step up. You know, he didn't have a touchdown catch today, but – uh, some real big catches. I think he had two um, big catches on the on the game-winning drive, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Corey Davis, you know, looks like a much better player than we saw towards the end of last year. Um, and if they can get those shots from time to time with Khalif Raymond. Now, I'll, honestly, you know, I I thought Khalif Raymond might be just on the on the verge of a, of a hot seat um, coming into this game. Yeah. Um, because, you know, he, he hadn't caught a pass in the first two weeks. Uh, he was on the field for 28 snaps in week two and wasn't targeted at all. Uh, you know, and then they bring in Chester Rogers, who's got a very uh, experienced NFL uh, receiver in, into the, uh, to the practice squad, a guy who can return punts as well. Uh, and, and you start to wonder, are they maybe a little bit disappointed with Khalif um, for what he's done so far? But, boy, he, uh, he certainly answered the bell uh, today and and uh, you know I, I I wrote about this in, in training camp too. But one of the things that that most impresses me about Khalif Raymond is that you know not only does he manage to get open on those on those long passes, but I can't think of a, a really a single time that he has dropped or bobbled one of those long bombs, which are so hard to catch for so many reasons. You know, a it's up in the air for so long. You know, you might be jostling with the with the DB. Um, you know, there there are so many things to think about. You're 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 going at top speed. 
but he really, uh, you know, has, has made it a, a real uh, art form, bringing in those uh, those long balls. And, and uh, I think on, on both of the uh, dry, at least on one of the dry, or one of those catches, um, it led to a uh, led to a touchdown. I think the one he brought down to the four resulted in a uh, in a Derrick Henry touchdown. So yeah, we're we're seeing some uh, some good touchdown some some weapons on the uh, on the Titans offense. And and what about our guy? Even when the the offense has struggled, what about our guy Steven Gostkowski uh, there who, uh, who who keeps coming through in the clutch here? Yeah, I mean, have you ever gone from? feeling less confident in someone to feeling more confident in someone than you do Goskowski. And listen, I mean, you know, those, the misses in Denver were bad. Uh, At least, you know, one of them was really bad. And then, and we talked about it, you know, after the Jacksonville game that the leg wasn't the problem. You know, he hadn't lost much there. And we've seen the kickoffs have consistently been touchbacks, which has not been the case for this team in the last couple of years. So, you know, he hits, what, six today. Um, and, you know, yeah. what, 51 and 54 were the last two. So definitely not mm-hmm. give me field goals. So you feel good about that. You, you, and, again, you, you want to be scoring touchdowns, right? That, that's, the, that's the thing. You, you want to be able to finish those drives and get touchdowns. And the, the one turnover that they got, I can't remember if it was the – I can't remember if they get field goals off of both of them. But, you know, you have this, this level of disappointment because you get that game-changing play and you're not able to punch it in. And we talked a little bit about, I mean, throughout the week about, you know, an 0-2 Vikings team, if you can kind of come out and get a lead on them, that might, you know, kind of send them spiraling. The Titans weren't able to do that, but they were able to maintain, kind of keep the pressure on. And Goskowski, Goskowski came up big when when they needed him. And, and so that's that's certainly something that, you know, after week one, we were kind of like, oh, here we go again with the Titans, Titans kicking situation, especially after what we saw last year. I mean, you know, it's kind of like, here we go again. But he stepped up. He's answered that bell. So you feel really good about where he's at. And, and so, again, I mean, there are certainly a lot of questions surrounding this team, and there's a lot of stuff they need to clean up. And that was, the, that was really the phrase that you heard last week, all week, from every, you know, every, every time you had, had the, the Zoom media availability. They talked about cleaning stuff up. And I don't know that they necessarily did that today, but they were still in position to score points. And I don't know. I mean, you feel good about a team that finds a way, but I still want to see them look like the dominant team that we think they can be. Yeah, and, and I think, uh, as we've talked about, the litmus test is coming uh, this week, and the litmus test is also coming the week after that when Pittsburgh and, and Buffalo uh, both roll into into town. And then, you know, as we said, Houston uh, also coming after that, and, and uh, you know, that that's always a, a pretty good battle with a, with a divisional rival as well. So you can look, you know, on the, uh, on the good side of things, uh, the Titans have three straight home games, which doesn't happen that often. Um, you know, you got to buy after that. So you don't have to leave town. Uh, the Titans don't have to leave town. I think the, the next road game is November 1st against Cincinnati, which is just crazy to think about. Um, but on the other hand, uh, these are some, some monsters, some, some whopper uh, opponents. Uh, and and uh, who knows, maybe having, uh, what is it, seven or 8,000 fans in the, in the stands uh, on, on Sunday will, uh, will help out just a little bit in terms of enthusiasm. Uh, if if the Titans fans have been good about holding on to their their tickets, yeah. we'll uh, we'll you know we'll uh, we'll see about that. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, you know, I mean, uh, 
this is a uh, it's a Titans team. Like like I said, we're almost a quarter of the way through the season, and you still just don't know. Uh, the, the record says they're they're among the uh, the NFL's top teams. Um, you know, uh, sometimes the, the play uh, has not. They're averaging uh, a win by two points uh, each week. Um, so we'll uh, we'll uh, we'll find out when the when the big boys roll into town here. Yeah, and we haven't talked about Ryan Tannehill. Um, who I get his streak got broken today of games with two or more touchdown passes. Um, another streak that I was sad to see come to an end. Corey Davis, he had like 25 straight catches yeah. that resulted in either a, a first down or a touchdown, which is just crazy. Um, that that streak ended today too. But I mean, Tannehill was good again today. Uh, 23 of 37, 321 yards, had an interception. That, that was a bad decision. It, it felt like he kind of got baited into that throw. He had another ball that could have been picked on an out that um, mm-hmm. the, that that went through the cornerback's hands. But overall, I, I mean, you feel really good about where he is and just the the command of the offense that you see from him. The decisiveness that you see from him is just something that we didn't see with Mariota, especially at the end there. Um, so, you know, we look at all these things, and there are quite a few reasons for concern, and we, we've, we've addressed all of those. But, you know, Ryan Tannehill to this point in the season has definitely lived up to the contract that, they've, that they gave him this offseason. And, you know, you, you, just, you feel like, again, today they get the ball back at the end and you feel like they're going to go down and score. That hasn't always been the case with teams that we've watched here. But when Tannehill's back there, I mean, when really on both sides of the ball, but the offense especially, when, when they've needed to answer the bell, they've been able to do that, and, and that starts with Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, some of the numbers are just, just crazy when you look at those kind of last game or last-minute situations, whether it's the half or, or at the end of the game. I think, you know, the, the Titans have played – six halves of football so far this year and in four of them they've scored points with under two minutes to go which is pretty impressive and and as we said three game-winning drives in three weeks and and uh, on a a bigger picture Tannehill has started I think what now 13 regular season games I believe for the Titans and he's had game-winning drives in six six of the uh, of the 13 games which is it just it just seems crazy um, but yeah, I think it speaks to a, a few things, and then you know maybe the top of it is just the relationship between Ryan Tannehill and, and Arthur Smith. Uh, I think that comfort comfort level there in the in the play calling, um, and and the fact that they've done it now uh, so many times, there there is that uh, there is that confidence. Uh, you know, Pat O'Hara, the quarterback's coach, said earlier in the uh, the week that the that the offense almost kind of looks forward to it. Uh, these kind of situations, he said. I think it's fun for them. Uh, I'm not sure that Tannehill would go quite as far as saying right. it's uh, it's fun, um, but uh, whether it's fun or or still business, uh, he is uh, he's getting the job done. Yeah, he's certainly answering the bell. And then the last thing that I have, and we saw Taylor Lewan go down with an injury. Um, I don't. I, they said shoulder uh, during the game. It looked to me like a stinger. Um, but just yeah. with the way that everything kind of went down. So I think if, if you get diagnosed with the stinger, you have to go into the concussion protocol is my, is my understanding of how all of this works. I haven't seen anything more definitive on him. I don't know if you have anything else on that. But that's certainly something we'll be monitoring throughout the week because we, we saw the drop-off in play. I mean, you're going to have that when you have a you know pro ball, all-pro level left tackle. When he's not in there, there's going to be a drop-off. But – with Isaiah Wilson not being available still, 
that has to be, you, you know, on the list of concerns, that has to be kind of at the top is what Taylor Lewan's availability is going to be for Pittsburgh. Yeah, uh, absolutely. But, you know, I, I on the other hand, I think we have to give some credit to, uh, to Ty Sambrella there coming in there at, at left tackle, uh, which is a tough, tough position no matter – uh, you know, which defenders are, are missing for Minnesota. And, and you know, in, in past years, you know, maybe four or five years ago, you know, some of the cast of characters that we saw come in at, at reserve tackle, I mean, you know, turnstile. The, the Will uh, Spitex uh, of the world. Yes, yes, exactly. Right this way to the quarterback, gentlemen. Come on, come on, and, <laughs> uh, and, and get him. You know, it was, it was not pretty. So to have that kind of experience and, and depth now, you know, speaks highly of, of what – uh, John Robinson has been able to, to do here um, because really, you know, he is the fourth tackle on the team. But when you're able to get a guy at that level for your for your fourth tackle, um, you know, it's a, it's a pretty good situation. And, you know, as again, to, to Ty's credit, um, they ran the ball better in the second half than they did in the first. And a lot of that was coming uh, towards the left. And, and also, uh, it, it wasn't as if Ryan Tannehill was, uh, you know, by any stretch getting – uh, pummeled or, or, or pressured on a, on a regular basis in there. So I thought Sambrello, uh, uh, you know, hung in there, uh, uh, you know, gave a pretty good showing for himself. Yeah, and we don't have anything else on Isaiah Wilson, right? I mean, I know that he was, Vrabel was asked at one point, and his very short answer was he's still on the COVID-19 list. So, yeah. uh, but I mean, even I, I think even if we heard tomorrow that he was off that list and Lawan can't go next week, you're going to see the five out there the five that you saw at the end of the game today, that would be the five that they would go with next week, right? I would certainly think so, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think Isaiah Wilson uh, has, a, has an awfully long way to go because, you know, certainly even before this uh, latest um, trip to the COVID list, you know, I think there were some conditioning issues, uh, um, you know, and, and uh, of course the fact that he missed, like all the rookies, he missed, um, you know, all the OTAs, mini camps, so very much behind the eight ball. Um, so it's going to take a while for, for him to contribute. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, again, I, I do think if I'm, if I'm, uh, recalling correctly, I, I thought that the NFL had said recently that there was no one with an active case of COVID. I may be uh, off on this, not certain, but if, if that is accurate, that would mean, that uh, you know, no one, including Isaiah Wilson, actually has it. But uh, so he may be in the process of of going through the testing to uh, to return. But in any sense, uh, it's going to be a long way before he makes any uh, any type of uh, uh, big contribution to the team. Yeah, as far as I know, I mean, they released the testing numbers on Monday of last week. I think it was, and there nobody had it. So I would assume that would include him. Um, so yeah. yeah, it's just kind of waiting to, to see where he comes back on that. So we'll keep an eye on that stuff this week. But it, like you said, I, I think he's still weeks away from playing, even once he's back with the team. Um, anything else we need to hit on from today's game? Uh, I think that should, uh, should wrap it up for me. You know, I, I guess the one question we, you know, we talked about Gostkowski a little bit, but the one question that always keeps popping up to me is, is, uh, what are your thoughts? I mean, you go back to that Denver game. He misses that last field goal, you know, the one that he hit for the right. game winner. And, I, you know, I, I know he's got a long relationship with Mike Vrabel and John Robinson, and, and I know he's got incredible statistics from a long career. Is he still around uh, at this point? Would he, would he have ever had the chance to rebound 
if he goes 0 for 4 uh, on, on opening day and, and misses an extra point as well. Yeah, I think that's certainly a question. I, I think at the, le- at the very least we would have seen them working out kickers uh, before yeah. the Jacksonville game. Now who knows how that would have played out. But that's certainly – just looking back on that now, it's funny that, again, we go from that being a huge question mark to, after week one to now that's maybe the place you feel the best about this team is, is the kicking right. game with, with what he's done in the last couple of weeks. So, you know, at least they, they've got that going for him. But, you know, I, I mean, the NFL seasons are funny, right? And, and there are all kinds of things like that that happen. And you look back, if it had gone this way or that way, how it could have changed the course of, of the year for a team. And luckily, you know, he, he did hit that last field goal. He's been good since. So, um, you know, I, like I said, I, I think of all the places, of all the questions that you have, he's probably the least at this point. And we would definitely not, definitely not thought we would have been saying that after week one and even after that missed extra point in week two. So, you know, yeah. certainly going in the right direction there. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think that, that pretty much covers it for this game. Uh, again, the Titans are 3-0, certainly questions, certainly things that they'll, you know, quote, need to clean up as they go forward. But, you know, three games, three wins, that has not been the case for this team, but one other time, I guess, since they've been here. So you, you feel good about that, positioned in a good place in the division, um, you know, with, I guess, the Colts are 2-1 now. But Jacksonville's 1-2, the Texans are 0-3. So, you know, at least you've got those, you've got those wins in the bank. They can't, they can't take those away from you no matter how ugly they were. So that, that's certainly a good thing. John, thanks so much for joining me again tonight. Sure. Thanks, Timmy. Appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and John has his 10 observations from today's games uh, already posted at broadwaysportsmedia.com. So you can check that out. And like I said, continue to check back there throughout the week. Um, that we'll have a, a ton of analysis of this game. And then as we start to move towards looking forward to the Steelers uh, this coming Sunday, we'll have a bunch of stuff breaking them down and all of that. BroadwaySportsMedia.com is the website. This is Home Run Throwback. I'm Jimmy Morris. You can follow me on Twitter at JMorrisMCM. You can follow John on Twitter at Glennon Sports. Uh, subscribe to this feed. You'll get this podcast every week and then the Talking Titans for 10, the daily podcast that I'm doing, kind of looking at the news that comes out throughout the day. So both of those things on this feed. So we appreciate you listening to this edition of Home Run Throwback, and we will talk to you again next week. Brought to you by Broadway Sports Media.